Welcome to Unsolicited with Jenny and Mary, a podcast containing mostly intelligent thoughts on things that may or may not matter. I'm Mary O'Regan. And I am Jenny Yule. And we have a very special guest, our first Yay. interview ever on our podcast today, Becca Zykes. What's up? There she is. <laughs> She's, we are, like it, that, that feels like it's appropriate. I don't know. I never yeah. know what you're supposed to say in this moment. No, I love it. That's good. That's, a, that's definitely an intro. Yeah, I think you did a, the exact right thing. Yeah, so, yeah great. <laughs> I have we, to set a bar, you know what I mean? Like, if, if, <laughs> you if I'm your first guest. Yeah, you are the first guest, actually. The bar is, yeah, you're setting it right now. Been set. Great. Yeah. Cool, man. Everybody so else. we, um, we're all kind of talking to each other from different parts of Seattle right now. <laughs> and um, we wanted to interview Becca because she is a badass lady with a really cool job. And we want to, like, tell like have everybody hear all about like the neat stuff that she's doing and her professional life and um Becca will you and her personal life no, and her personal life too because <laughs> like it sounds like they're really merging which is I think part of the thing that I want to ask you about because it sounds like they're kind of sometimes one and the same um Becca tell us about what you do well, I have the ultimate rom-com job <laughs> which in every rom-com there's always well you know what I will say this they're always either like Floris, which is like another one, or like record label. I have like the, yes. I have like a Judd Apatow rom com job. Yes. Nice. Yeah, that's what I have. So, you're so a I work. <laughs> yeah, I'm a florist. <laughs> I wish. I wish I was a florist. Um, I work at Sub Pop Records, and I do publicity, and international marketing, and A and R. Fancy A and R. What does that stand for? Artist and uh, repertoire. No. Yeah. No, it is. It is. I what mean, is, somebody, what I, that's, does that mean? That's the, does that mean like talent managing, like keeping them all corralled and need, doing what they need to do and stuff? Yeah, I mean, it means different things at different record labels, and and A and R at different record labels kind of operates in a in a very different way. I mean, it, in in some some places are very like stereotypical, like to a to like a very dead on of that TV show vinyl that's on HBO oh, right dude, now. I can't watch that show. I can't, um, I can't get past the first 20 minutes. Yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty entertaining. It's not my job, but did it's guys, pretty entertaining to watch. Did you think it was like a caricature or something or was that the problem for me? I just, I, I'm sure that Bob, Bobby Cannavale is a really great actor and other things, but I was like, dude, I can't right now. And then the New York dolls fake band. I, I don't know. Mm. I get judgy, so anyway, <laughs> yeah. I should probably give it another chance. Yeah, well, it, 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 I don't know. I mean, it it, it keeps going. There's yeah. a Velvet Underground fake band too, so you know, <laughs> they really, Ooh. yeah, that it's pretty entertaining. But you know, I mean, I think at Sub Pop, the way that A and R works is that we have one um, person that's the head of A and R, and then everyone else. Is that Tony? It, it, that's Tony, and then everyone else um, kind of has other has other jobs in addition to doing A and R. And it basically, while everyone of my coworkers cringes when I say this because I I don't know how to necessarily explain this to people sometimes, I like to say that I'm a sub pop like spirit guide, spirit through guide exper- through their experience at sub pop. <laughs> and I kind of, I mean, I, I guess the best way to explain it is I basically project manage artists that I either bring in to support myself or if I, or that I'm like, you know, take on. Um, but the, the awesome thing about sub pop is that anyone can pitch a band 
it just there's like a you can be like a group of maybe totally you wow. an in, intern could pitch a band but it goes through like a te, like a 10 person pretty very democ- like democratic process in Ooh. in regards to picking an artist so it makes it so that not one person um, is picking all the music is picking all the music and then also it makes it so that if that person leaves that it, everyone else is also agreed that they you know that they've collectively been into the band mm-hmm. I th- sometimes at other labels if their A&R person leaves um, you know in major labels a lot of bands will get dropped because yeah, totally screwed no one, and all the work they put yeah. in is like out that, the window their cheerleader totally. gone because their cheerleader is gone so it it is kind of it's kind of uh a painful process it sounds a little uh, bit political right it well it's kind of slow you kind of have to like it's like unless unless there's something that you know you have to jump on very quickly there's like lots of like sharing why you think you should sign a band and talking about it and like making people listen to music and Mm -hmm. going to see the band play you know in their hometown or you know in their hometown or right you know maybe somewhere in at in Omaha, Nebraska. I mean, it just depends yeah. on like where they're playing and what their tours looks like. And so, what are um, some what are some bands that people might have heard of that Sub Pop represents? <laughs> sure. Well, it's, we're, I mean, I think that you know the the most famous band that we've ever worked with was we put out Nirvana's first record, Bleach. That's um, pretty cool street cred right there. <laughs> that, that is some pretty cool street cred. So when people go, sub, sub pop, is that a sandwich shop? I go, no. <laughs> we put on Nirvana's first record. That's wow. so crazy to me. Like, I mean, I guess because we're somewhat within like the scope of knowing what sub pop is and being from Seattle. Like, it's just, oh, it's just sub pop. Everybody knows. But to think that you would go somewhere and people would be like, what is that? You know? Oh, yeah. It's kind of crazy. I'm sure well, there are now- people listening who don't know what it is. Totally. And now that Sub Pop, we, we have a store at the airport, which is yes. pretty awesome. Love that. But, um, and so if, if any listeners are flying through Seattle, definitely stop in. Oh, yeah. um, but it is, you know, I mean, it is pretty funny to hear people like um, one of the employees at the airport store has a, like a monthly column. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on our blog, on the Sub Pop blog, and he talks about all the weird things that people ask about uh, the shop, <laughs> which is pretty, it's pretty entertaining. Like, but no, I mean, about? well, just like a lot of the times people th- see the word sub, and so they think like, they do think it's <laughs> a sandwich shop. I love and, that. And, yeah. So you get and, angry people coming through <laughs> who are like, I don't want a record. Where's my pastrami? <laughs> totally. Or they won't know what, you know, they won't know necessarily any you know a lot i mean we've we've been a label for 28 years so yeah. it's been, there's lots of and we put out you know an average between 15 to 30 records full length records a year so mm. it you know i mean that's a lot of records that we've yeah. put out and that's not including like that's a lot you know, of record release parties too to- totally <laughs> you so to go to all those to, I, when they're in seattle i do wow damn girl really I, yeah, I mean, I go to all, all the shows, and I go to. I have like a guilt. I think that that kind of comes from when I worked at this other record label. It was just the um, called Suicide Squeeze. It was just the the owner and myself. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's kind of like you had to go to everything, and and you want to go to everything. And I think that that's to me that's the most important thing. Um, 
you know, that's the most important part of my job. So do you feel like your enthusiasm hasn't waned and you haven't gotten like jaded? Because I feel like whenever anybody starts a job, it's like amazing at first to spend all this time Mm -hmm. doing all this stuff. And then slowly it just becomes this thing that you always do. And then it's a job. Yeah. yeah, How long have you been there? You've been there, what, like seven years? Yeah, I've been, well, close. I've been there like in February. I will have been at Sub Pop for seven years, but Mm -hmm. I, I moved out to Seattle to intern at Sub Pop, and I eventually actually um, got hired there part time for like a year. And so my tail, I mean, that was like 12 years ago. So, you know, my, my tail, my journey with Sub Pop working there is, has kind of gone, you know, over a decade now, which is kind of crazy. But wow. I don't, I don't really feel like, I don't know, the second that I, I always joke that the second that I feel that, that, that feeling of like, yeah. oh, I have to go to a show and this is what I have to do. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm out, you know, yeah. like I don't want to be that person. I mean, there are times where it's like, all right, you know, going to six shows a week where wow. I mean, especially work shows or something. <laughs> there have been like shows every night where you're like, okay, just buckle down. You're in it. But yeah. you know, that gets tiring, but it, I, I never feel like I'm like burnt out on, on my job. You How- know I mean? There's, I don't know. How many shows are you going to a month these days? I mean, it just depends. Like, you know, in the winter, less bands tour. So, yeah. mm. you know, maybe I'll go to a show every other week or something. Or, okay. you know, if there are local shows, you know, I still will go so to like shows. like music too, right? Yeah. 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 So I'll go to shows that are not just sub pop shows. I'll go to yeah. see local bands and, and you, you know, obviously other. There too. Totally. I mean, it really is like. Um, I feel like all of my friends in some way, shape or form are involved in the music community, even if they're just, you know, I feel like they're, they're beyond like casual music listeners or like people that like just go to like Sasquatch and that, that, that gets, I mean, which is awesome, but that's Mm -hmm, like a lot of times people who go to festivals specifically that are not kind of in our group of friends go because they can see as many bands as they want in a, in a short period of time. But I think like for all of us, we're going to shows, we're seeing, you know what I mean? It's not Mm -hmm. just like, okay, I can see 12 bands. It's like, okay, I can, you know, (laughs) get it out of your system. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go to this and then one or two that I want to (laughs) see. Totally. (laughs) So do you have, like, any awkwardness with, like, a lot of your friends are in bands. Are they all, like, kind of giving you the side eye? Like, when are you going to sign me? Kind of, like, is that you probably know, like, a million different band members of all sorts of bands. Uh, I don't think, I mean, like, I think more so than people trying to get signed to Sub Pop. I think that a lot of times my friends or friends of friends or even, I mean, honestly, baristas. Like, I have friends that are like, my barista is in a band. Will you take a listen to their demo? Yeah. And Honestly, I will always and forever listen to people's, you know, demos and give them feedback or, you know, I mean, it's hard to give feedback in the sense that like, sometimes it's just not my music. Like, that's the thing. Like, thing, if you, you know, if you just don't like it, you know, if you, you know, like maybe it's technically proficient, but you're like, I don't care for this. Like, how do you, are you just like, I, Hey, I it's not my jam, them. but <laughs> Do you totally. get feedback I, like maybe yeah. you should get a different singer or somebody with a better voice or you know like it'd be hard not to want to be like hey your bass what player if, what sucks, if it turned or, out that, you know? that was the singer what if that <laughs> yeah. was the singer you're like hey I oh you suck uh, awkward <laughs> yeah I don't 
I mean, I used to be like, I used to write for some music publications and I always, when I was a journalist, I always felt like who the, you know, like, who am I to say if something yeah. is good or bad? It's like, it's all a personal thing to True. me. I, I think that the most important thing is, is to be able to say like, if I don't like it, I have to say why I don't like it. And I think that that's something that, you know, frustrates me at least in, in journalism right now is like, I think people will either like fawn over something or just be like. Nope, no, not into it. Yeah. But it's like Just they won't say it. why. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, you know, I mean, when people write, ask me, the only people that I like, the only scenario where I would have never, never give feedback is like when I was online dating. No yeah. joke. I like <laughs> totally. seriously probably Ooh, got like really? four four demos from people and let's really? like that's not an appropriate is this, time is this like wow. well like first date stuff or like while you were just like talking online like no no, you- no it would be like first date and be like I never told people that I worked at Sub Pop but right. like you know I say that I'm like a music publicist and they right. find me on Facebook and uh. it's like okay they see it's a Sub Pop that's totally fine but then you know like they, they'd be like oh I just you know I feel like I should let you know that I'm in a band great a lot you know that's cool <laughs> and then like people would be like hey would it be okay I know this isn't like a romantic match Ooh. but like would it be okay if I gave you a demo or like oh, you know that's and so unattractive totally. totally it's like no I don't I, I literally if I just met you on the street I would give you feedback on your band but if I'm on a date yeah no that's I'm not giving so you weird. feedback God, what a tool <laughs> so so don't give people (laughs) demos when you're on a date time and place people (laughs) there's a good lesson in this know your audience (laughs) so what do you uh, since since you're like going to all these shows and stuff like what are you usually looking for in a new band like what catches your eye or your ear what catches your ear i like that (sighs) i guess yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i i don't know i mean i think that like in a live show i think that it's like and there's an energy there's like i mean there's just an energy and, and a stage presence that i think that is kind of un, unbeatable you know and, and i like think a, like the last person you, that did that for me was uh shannon perry mm. totally I was, I was like oh like i mean i know she's fronted other bands before but when i saw gazebos i was like damn this girl commands the stage totally i mean i like honestly like i listened to those songs before I went to see Gazebo's play. And I was like, these are, I mean, Shannon has an amazing voice and like, but I, until I saw them play, I was like, whoa, like she just really, she just kind of like takes you in and just like mesmerizes you in this way that you're just like, it's like, you can't fight it. I mean, even like, you know, it's like, I would see Josh Tillman when he was living here perform all the time, like, by himself. And I then, remember like, those days. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it's just like, one day, Josh did this thing, and he became Father John Misty. Uh-huh. And then it's just like, he, you know, like, there's just something that, like, maybe just, maybe, I mean, sometimes it comes with just years of playing shows and, and doing your own thing to create this this thing. And then sometimes it comes from you know, it, it just, you're kind of, you just have it. And, yeah. and, you know, I, Josh always had it, but I think that in the songs that he had, there wasn't space to, to do a, a weird dance or to kind of like yeah. command the audience in that, in that way. And I think like, that's definitely something that I'm, that I'm looking for, but you know, m- mostly these days what happens is like, I'll listen to a SoundCloud link and, 
it's kind of like I will either connect to the songs or not. And then because I've kind of connected to the songs already, like it's, you know, when I see them live, it's like you're, you kind of just like cross your fingers that they're good. good. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like they can can deliver it. Totally. So do you think that live performance is just as important as like a recorded performance, just given that that's where a lot of people are putting their money now is they aren't buying albums necessarily, but they're paying to go to the show or do you think yeah. you can have one without the other or you know i mean i i think that it's you know i think gone are the days where bands can't really tour but still sell a ton of records by right. just making an album i mean i think that there's the honest truth is that there's just a serendipitous thing that happens for bands and mm-hmm. like I, honestly like i think that you know there's there's marketing and structure and creativity within that marketing but when people if any label or any manager or any person that says like oh i know what it does no no one knows what it may what it takes to make a band break Mm -hmm. because there's so many variables in place it's not radio it's not press it's not you know getting a best new music on pitchfork makes a difference but it's not going to like that's not the end all be all you know like a band's but like that I worked with, like the head and the heart, you know, they, I mean, they sold 10,000 copies of their record before they even signed a sub pop. And then wow. they've been on tour for like the last five years, <laughs> but that was just, but that was just like locally. Like they just yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. something like kind of clicked and like, you know, I mean, I, you know, I know that, I, you know, Jenny was like, you know, maybe you t- were there too, Mary, but like, I know that Jenny was like in that and it's just kind of like yeah, just seeing those. Up. Yeah. Uh, it's just like before I lived here. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, it's kind of crazy. And then like, but that's a band that doesn't really get press. Like Hmm. they got late night TV, but that was a band that like Pitchfork never gave their stamp of approval for. And, and honestly, I doubt that they ever will. I mean, I would, it would be awesome if they did, but that's a band that sells like hundreds of thousands of records just because they like tour and they've connected and, you know, totally. And, and it was also a, a part of that time where, you know, like bands in that same, Sonic, you know, Sonic Sphere, like, you know, Mumford and Sons and Lumineers were kind of blowing up. And so they kind of like, part of it was like a, like, they just like put out their music at this like perfect time. Totally timing. And, and, you know, I, and that's awesome. But like, I, like I said, I don't, I don't, I mean, I wish I knew, obviously, the secrets of how to make a band blow up. And I listen to my friends sometimes on interviews, you know, that do A&R, do whatever, just lie. <laughs> and say, really? Oh, it's this and this. And it's like, no, I mean, it's, I wish it was. I mean, it's, it's, there is creativity and, and there's room to like allow the artists and also allow the marketing team, at, you know, especially at Sub Pop to like put our ideas and try to be creative. But I, you know, I think that sometimes things just kind of like, yeah, there's some luck involved. Totally. And mm-hmm. like, and, like you if know, Head in the Heart had come out like maybe two years afterwards, maybe it, they wouldn't have had quite the impact that they did with the fans that they found. You know, it's like right, yeah, totally variables, definitely. Interesting. So one of the other questions I wanted to ask you was about bands and marketing themselves, like on social media and stuff. Do you do you guys encourage the bands to like pimp the hell out of themselves on Facebook and like connect with everybody they possibly can and like try to get you know cross-pollinate their social channels with like bands they're friends with and like do you guys use that engine as much as you can is that like a super important thing with bands lately 
Totally. I mean, I think that really, you know, we've kind of been um, focusing, you know, on restructuring a lot of our social media to to kind of mimic our artists and and to like tell their tell their um, story more so in their so the way that they present themselves on social media and so more so than ever, I think that being able to be active, I think, I mean, I, I think that that is a really, I mean, that's kind of crucial. I think that people want to feel like they are connecting directly with their, their fans. I think in any, in any part of, you know, I mean, whether you're an athlete or, you know, an, an actor or whatever, people want to feel like they're connected to the actual person and not to a brand, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like they can, you know, like, someone can be pimping Nike, but like, you know, they want, they want to feel like they're connected, you know, to the athlete through Nike, not directly to, to Nike. I think that brands are still relevant and super important, but I think that more so people want the, the actual connection. Yeah. That closer connection. They want that. They want, I wonder if that does that, does that break it down into individuals then? Like, would it almost be better for them to, instead of just having like a, their band's Instagram to have like their lead singer's Instagram and their drummer's Instagram. And cause then it's even maybe more if you're like, Harry Styles. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I think that That's that happens a lot. Yeah. Oh, w- one direction. One direction. <laughs> I mean, I think that that happens a lot. I think that like, especially really popular bands, if you know, They'll have their band, and you know, a lot of times, some some bands don't even run their own social media. You know, they're it's their management company, or yeah. you know, I mean, it, it is weird. It's That's a weird, way less authentic seeming, though. I bet, unless they're really to- good at their job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of a lot of times, I've seen like people being like, "This is not run by this band, but it's you yeah. know, a collection of photos from people in their world or something." Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I think that people. I don't know. I think that social media is important. And I know that like, you know, a lot of times, like there are, there are tons and tons and tons of bands that I like, that I love that, you know, that maybe if they, but like, maybe if they had, you know, no press, no social media, like no, no, you know, they just have their music. I think that it's more of a challenge to, to get, you know, a team on board, you know, then it would be if you could, if you had like a few thousand followers and like, Mm -hmm. you know, press in your local papers. I mean, I think like, but it's like keeping, keeping your fans engaged when you're maybe working on an album, you know, like you're not touring, you have something old out there. Like maybe you can show pictures of yourself in the studio or whatever and still like engage your fans and be like, I'm still here. Don't forget about me. Totally. And I think that like, you know, I think that that's the most important. I mean, one of the most important things I think that, you know, a lot of times people will ask me like, well, how do you get signed to a label? And like, what do I do? And, blah. and you know, I think that a lot of the, a lot of it, like, especially if you're in Seattle, I'm like, take advantage of like how awesome our music community is, you know, yeah, like totally. besides, besides that KXP is here, you know, obviously we have like awesome weeklies and, and, you know, like the Seattle times, this our daily and like, you know, obviously, like, The Stranger and, and the Seattle Weekly, those are, like, if you can play a show and, and get one of them to do a show preview, like, mm-hmm. then you can use that to go to Portland and then hopefully get, you know, you know, like, they're a radio station there to to 
pick up on your show. And, you know, I think that it builds organically. And I think that that, you know, it's like you kind of have to put in the work. Yeah, for sure. So do you go across all genres? Like, are you open to like a soul singer and like rockabilly and, you know, rap? Yeah, like who are you representing? Like representing? Who are you? Is that the right way to say it? Yeah, representing. Sure. Who are you representing right now? I feel like a douche when I say it. (laughs) Yeah, no. um, So no, 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 no. Uh, So I, the first band that I just signed is this band called... um, I guess, like, at least on the A&R side of stuff, like, the first band that I signed is this band called Arbor Labor Union, Hmm. and they used to be called Pine Cones, and there, two of them are from Atlanta, Georgia, and two of them are from Athens, and they they kind of sound like um, this, like, band called Lungfish that were from D.C., um, what do they, they kind of like? <laughs> I know, I know. Mary and I are both like, like I know it's like I'm very, cool. like a very I'm like Billy Joel. What? <laughs> no, they're like kind of like a post, like here's where Becca loses post us. rock. Yeah, no, it's just hard <laughs> to. Say. It's like a hard something. to say. It's like they kind of. No, I want they, you to give. I don't. They're like a rock <laughs> band. No, no, no. They're a rock band, but they kind of like they remind me a lot of like bands that were on that label Touch and Go in the '90s. Like they kind of have like a grit, <laughs> but yet also kind of like a po- there's a poetry. I, I got caught up. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a there's a rock grit and poetry that's very like the um, like which Touch and Go because my ex husband's band was on Touch and Go, but I'm yeah, not sure. totally like Red Star. No, 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 more like shellac <laughs> or big black. Like there's See, this I kind never of like to any of the, all my friends. Yeah. Are way too cool for me. They're they're you know they're they're a poetic rock band. Okay, okay. Um, poetic. And their their live show it's kind of very like hypnotic hmm. drumming. Like it's just it's just hmm. like very booming. I like that. Um, like Mogwai. Do you like the way that I literally turned my head to the side what? like a dog? <laughs> like, <laughs> not, I mean, not, not really. I mean, my, See, I don't even I guess, know. Not really. I mean, it, it is, I guess the contemporaries I've been seeing that there's maybe, they're, they're maybe more sludgier, but they, there's kind of like elements of like parquet courts or like, oh, I can't remember what Viet Cong's new band is called. Hmm. Oh my but whatever. God. You whatever. know so much about music. I've heard well, of parquet co- courts before. Me too, but me too. I don't know me that too. I could like, tell They had a, a video song. with a cat in it. You know, yeah, they had a video with a cat in it. Yeah, go go listen. Couch. It was great. Go go stream the record. I hear you on Spotify. It's there. Okay. Um, but, you, you know, I mean, that's... Um, so you, you signed them. I, that's the first band that I signed, yeah, and then the other so good. The right? You're like giving them a huge career boost just by doing that. It's like, yay! Yeah, I mean, got, I think. Then she's got I a think, yeah, no, I think that these guys are awesome, and they're actually playing in Seattle at Barbosa on June third. Mm, um, but, but they are no, they're. I mean, I think that they're awesome, and it's been really fun being able to like walk them through the process and and kind of you know of just like connecting you with the art department to get the artwork done and then you know and just making sure that they have everything that they need and you know it's been this is the stuff that I really enjoy doing I'm like a very I'm a weird publicist because while I like pitching 
to different publications. What I really enjoy is coordinating the interview. I think that that's the thing mm. that most publicists really hate. Why do you? And yeah, I d- I really am like being organized, and I think that it's really. I don't know. I think that I I really enjoy like keeping people organized. I don't know. I think that nice. it's because at my old record label that I did, you know, at the uh, old job that I worked at at Suicide Squeeze, it was just me and the owner. And so I did everything. And so I really had to be organized because mm-hmm. if I wasn't, then, you know, I was the only one doing it, yeah. you know? And I think that that's the thing that I kind of, ha- you know, walked away with from Suicide Squeeze is like, okay, well, if I'm not doing this, then you know, no one else will be doing mm-hmm. this. Totally. And, well, it must you like know, ignite the, your, your right brain self or something. Cause your creative side is listening for the music. And then your other side is like getting down with the details and all that, you know, managing down with stuff. the details. Totally. Cool, man. So I have another question for you. I, I, I know you've mentioned in the past, like that you hang out with lots of these touring bands as they come through and, Sometimes they like don't have anywhere to go and you'll like let them crash at your place and stuff like is it, what's that like <laughs> like having this kind of community of musicians that you know and are always coming through and wanting to hang out and is that get overwhelming is it fun is it it's it's all of the above I mean okay. <laughs> sometimes I you know I think the reality is is like you know and I feel this way just about traveling I think that staying at a hotel is really expensive and while it's exciting to sometimes and and nice it's not like they're staying at like you know a w or an ace hotel or you know or like some super super fancy hotel i mean they're staying at like no offense like courtyard marriott but Mm -hmm. you know courtyard marriott (laughs) or like marriott (laughs) no offense marriott they're coming after me now um or you know like some dumpy motel and it's still like 70 or 80 yeah an aurora and it's like still 70 or 80 bucks and it's like you get the added bonus of bed bugs on your way totally and so it's just like not worth it and so sometimes like i think i i sometimes most of the time it's you know i'm like okay please just stay in my house like I, you right. know i have to go out of town actually and like um when mets you know this other band that i work with are playing two shows in a couple of weeks and i was like guys just stay in my house like you've been here a billion times like that is hopefully so my landlord isn't listening because yeah. that's a problem <laughs> but no i mean it's it's fun and they're, i know that just, it's expensive cat sitting for the cat you don't have totally totally <laughs> But no, I mean, it's, it's expensive. And I, you know, I think I've been lucky that they're, most of the people that have stayed in my house are really respectful. You know, I, I mean, I've had some, I've had some bands with like some questionable, uh, crew that, you know, I'll do Mm -hmm. a little staging of my house afterwards, but you know, other, (laughs) for the most part, it's, you know, people are really respectful and it's like, honestly it's really like five hours you know like they'll they'll be at my house by one and then they leave at like 10 you know so it's like i mean that's not exactly five hours but it's really (laughs) not you know any like they're staying for a week or something like that yeah but it's like when arbor labor union recorded their record they stayed at my house for three weeks and you know when don gibson recorded his record they he lived at my house for Uh, basically a month so you know I was just I was joking the other day that like 
Subhop should write me into the recording budget because all these bands <laughs> have stayed at my house. <laughs> but wow. you know, it's like I is you it know, is it because they were recording down the street or? Yeah, they were recording with with Randall Dunn at Avast, and I live like super close. And I was just like, well, if you want to record and do this, like, yeah, you know, there's probably not so money to. You're probably to, like chilling with them in the evenings and stuff, right? Is you? Yeah, it's kind of like you better really like these people. Because they're going to be like well, yeah. your after hours social plans for like three weeks. No, totally. And and honestly, all these people that have stayed or that are, at, you know, staying at my house are my have become my friends. Yeah. You know, like it's because it's beyond like just a work relationship. I mean, like I've gone to weddings of bands that I've worked with. Like I've like, nice. you know, I like get text messages on my birthday from people. Aww. It's like not just. You know, it's not just like a working relationship. It's, you know, it really is a family. And I think that that's the thing that I, I like the most about working specifically at Sub Pop, but just working in music is that it is a family. And it is, you know, while I might just work at, you know, work while, you know, I'm employed by Sub Pop, I'm a part of a bigger community. And yeah. I think that that's what's really awesome and important. Totally. You all love music. <clears throat> Totally. Um, Speaking speaking (laughs) of which, you live in Seattle. How does that affect the the fact that like probably a lot of your artists are all over the place? And I know like the music scene in Seattle is pretty healthy, but it could be bigger in places like Brooklyn or LA, Austin or something. Yeah, LA. Like this. Have you ever thought about moving? Are you like, no, Seattle is where it's at, or do you feel like you're in a good epicenter for what you need to be doing? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, honestly, if I were to leave Seattle, I think that the only place that I would ever consider living would be, you know, a place like, you know, the triangle in, in North Carolina, like Durham or Raleigh or someplace like that. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm really curious about that. Uh, I mean, well, you know, I mean, I, my sister lives there, but more so I think, you know, obviously there's another, there's Merge Records is based out of there. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like the music community is very similar to Seattle. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, I love working in music and it is very much my entire life, but sometimes it's kind of nice to be able to just like, one of the reasons why I moved here was that it's, I like hiking and I like being mm-hmm. outdoors. And I think that, you know, I, I lived in New York. My whole family is from New York. Yes. I grew up in Philadelphia. I went to New York all the time. I, from the second that I thought, you know, I would become what I thought would was quote unquote an adult, I was like, I'm moving to New York. And I lived in New York and I started wearing a tie as a belt. And that's nice. when I said, I got to get the fuck out. <laughs> I, I Everybody love, was wearing a tie as a belt. Oh, uh, right? I mean, I, I don't, actually, I mean, I don't know if I did. Yeah, don't, don't. I mean, why? You know, like, I'm grateful that I got to live in New York, and I like going back there, but I don't, I feel, I don't, I don't want that hustle, you know, like, I don't want, I like waking up, and, you know, I mean, obviously, right now, everyone's complaining about how rent is going up, which Mm -hmm. it is, you know, Mm -hmm. but, you know, it's also, change is not entirely bad, you know, I think that everyone is kind of freaking out, and, but, 
you know, the reality is, is that it's exciting. I think that like, this is when art becomes exciting. Right. When people, when bad things, you know, like my coworker was saying this, like when political, like if Donald Trump becomes president, oh, we're going to get some yeah. of the best records. Re- like, oh, because ever, they're going to be like out of Canada. Out there. <laughs> well, no, just like people, because, because people tend to write, he, I mean, he was telling me how people tend to write music like when it like when politics are like they they you know political especially political bands but like people need conflict kind of totally and i think that that's like you know i i mean i can see it in a lot of like current bands that's happening in capital like who are who live in capitol hill right now like taco cat and like Mm. childbirth and chastity belt i think a lot of their like you know, especially childbirth, a lot of their angst is for those tech bros. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, great. Maybe that's your fodder. That's maybe what you need. Right. Wow. Therapy. <laughs> that's, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, so do you, what do you want to do, like, with your career? Do you want to start your own label someday? Do you want to just, like, stay at Sub Pop forever? Not that you have to decide right now or anything, but, like, <laughs> or share any, like, dreams or... <laughs> Yeah. Share your dreams, dreams Becca. <laughs> I'm a dreamer. I'm Aww, not afraid to dream. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, you know, I really, this year when I was doing my review with my, you know, my, my bosses, I really like realized that, that for the first time, maybe in my like work life, um, I've, I'm really settled into and really enjoying exactly what I'm doing. Nice. Um, you know, I, I've, I've, you know, for a really long time, I just wanted to do it, like, to be a part of the A&R um, department. And I think that that was, like, every year I'd be like, me again, love to do this, me yeah. again. And now that I'm doing that, it's, like, I'm really enjoying and want to try to focus and, like, in on what, I, you know, what I'm doing. I don't, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't ever really want to own my own record label, but yeah. you know what? I also said that I never wanted to own my own company and now I'm a candle maker too. Yeah, so, dude, you know, I don't, too. yeah, but you know, I mean, I think like, you know, with, I, I think that it would be cool, like in the same way that I'm kind of doing, you know, the dang crystal stuff. I think it would be cool to be able to put out some, you know, seven inches and from bands that I've like really like and do that sort of thing. I just don't really work, work, like owning a record label is a lot of work yeah, yeah. and it's something that it's not, I, I mean, more so than like the production and the, and the pr- and promotion, it's more so the just the accounting. And that's Ugh. something that terrifies me right. to be honest with you. Well, you probably wouldn't do it on your own, right? Like you would have a partner or something or I don't know. Yeah. Are you, are you yeah. married? Me? No. Yeah. yeah. I'll do yeah. all your math. I'm, that's my specialty. Great. Oh, God. That is my specialty. Put, putting out a record label. We're doing some records. Let's get weird. Do you I'll just hang out and party. That's my specialty. Yeah. Great. You. It's true. Dancing, dude. That's right. I was, I was listening to the karaoke episode, and I got to tell you, it really like, I could see you. You want to go? You want to go? I, I dude, I'm not afraid of a rock box situation. When have we have we ever done karaoke together? I don't think mm. we have. Maybe at like a birthday party. Maybe. No, you left you either, Becca. We need to, yeah. man. We need to. Let's, I I yeah. went to Portland this past weekend, and they have a place called Voice Box 
that is their private room karaoke, and it was amazing. It was like even better than the setup at Rockbox here in Seattle. How so? How so? I want it details. Was, it was amazing because there are, uh, you know, how Rockbox has like an iPad that you use to look up all huh. the songs. On uh, at Voicebox in Portland, you use your own smartphone, and you just like feed it into the screen like directly from your phone so everybody Whoa. just adds to the queue and then you can pre-make your queue ahead of time by like starring the songs that you want and they also have a light show that plays <laughs> like a disco ball crazy light show that i'm pretty sure is synced up to the rhythm of the song because it very much seemed like their lights were going in time with like the rhythm it was awesome it was oh, just dude. really good the sound was really good the all of their boxes are like huge spaces so you can run around and dance and it was you need to go to Portland just to go to voice box great but anyway that was it. a total tangent <laughs> <laughs> okay um tangent welcome becca one other question i had for you before we yeah. start talking about the dank crystal is yeah, yeah. uh what do you what advice would you give to young people like ladies such as yourself who are looking to get into the music industry and maybe want to like work at a record label or Especially ladies, because it feels like, like, to reference your rom-com comment from before, it feels like there's this sort of, I don't know, this kind of, like you said, Judd Apatow character that she's like, you know, have you seen that show, You're the Worst? Yeah. Yes. That that And I love that show. I really do. But that's kind of like the stereotypical, like, she wears a short skirt and mm-hmm. her bra shows through her tank top all the time. And, and no problem with that. I'm totally fine <laughs> with people dressing like that. But, um... But I don't know. It seems like it'd be it'd be kind of tough sometimes to be a lady in For the sure. music industry because yeah, a little male, especially heavy. if like a you know an all guy band like doesn't want to listen to what you have to say or something. I mean, that kind of stuff could just you know, it, it'd be different. I, I you know what I mean. I will tell you this that I've never had any issues with any. Well, there's been some dudes that you're just like, okay, I definitely wouldn't want to hang out with, but. Mm. Not very many. I think that more so the only issues that I, I personally get into, it's like, it's always the girlfriends of the bands mm. that if they oh, don't really? know you, yeah, like oh. there's always, they always just think like in the beginning yeah. until you really know them that you want to like sleep Take with their, their boyfriend. Oh, and you're like, dude, I set up their life for them. I definitely <laughs> don't want to sleep with your boyfriend. Wow. You know what I mean? It's like I, they can't even pick up a phone to make a phone call. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> but that's like the only, I mean, I feel like, like I said, I think that it's, it is really a tight community and I, I it's, it's rare that I get into a weird ex- situation like that, but I have experienced, you know, some like weird girlfriend vibes where you're like, yeah. okay. Just so going back you, to my job. So Jealousy, what would your man. advice be then for people? Is it like a networking situation? Do they go to school yeah. for it? No, I definitely, I mean, I didn't, I was a theater major and <gasps> I minored in film. I didn't film. know that. Oh yeah. And Holy minored shit. in film and English. So mm-hmm. like, I don't, I think that there are majors and I'm not going to discredit those programs, but I, I, I think that to be honest with you, I think that if you're going to pay for a college education, I think that you should just like learn as much as you can about everything. I think that yeah. a lot of a lot of times my my interns ask me, you know, like a lot of the same questions and I think for me it's like I think taking advantage and like trying to get an internship if you're I mean 
I think if you can make it work at any age, you know, I think I've had interns that are older than me, you know, in, in their late thirties that have, yeah. you know, just been like, I want a career change. And those are you know, often the I, best I, interns. Cause they aren't like idiots, you know, totally. <laughs> And I think that that's, I think internships, I, I think what people don't realize a lot of times, and I, I know this is the same in like in fashion or any, in anything really, but like, I think that there's so many different things you can do. You know, I think that like, yeah. that people don't necessarily think like, oh, I just want to work at a record label, but then they don't realize like specifically in Seattle, it's like when I first moved here, I interned at Sub Pop and then I interned at Chop Suey. At, you know, at a venue. And then I interned at like, you know, at the distribution company that we work with ADA with Shana. So like I've worked, yeah, I worked at, at, so, and then I worked at easy street at a record store. So it's like, I've had, you know, there were so many different things that I was just doing at that time, specifically in music in Seattle. And, you know, I learned like, I don't enjoy being a booking agent and right. I don't want to do that. And, you know, to me, I really am good with like, people and so I enjoy like talking to people and like you know like I said keeping people organized and so that to me was like okay I can I can do something at a record label I think would be awesome for me and yeah you you just kind of have to figure that out on your own just just by trying totally yeah Mm -hmm. for sure make a list cross it off cool and now (laughs) you have the dank crystal on your list as well how did you get into that by the way the the dank crystal is (sighs) Becca's amazing candle collection yeah. Homemade. Thank you. Art Homemade. Hand, hand poured. Hand Seattle, poured. Washington. Hand poured. Um, speaking, you know what? Speaking of weird, this is this kind of goes back to internships. Okay. Um, my old intern when I was at Suicide Squeeze, Zach, often known as Porchlight Zach because yeah. he owns a coffee and record store in Seattle. Um, he called Porchlight. Called Porchlight. It's a great place. <laughs> it's a great, great Instagram. <laughs> Lots of very tizzed out photos. Um, <laughs> but he one day posted that he was making candles. And I was like, dude, I want to learn to make candles. And cool. he like came over to my house and just taught me how to make candles. And and honestly, I wish that I had like a really like sometimes I'd like laugh because I wish that I had like this like I've always wanted to be candle maker, you know, right. story. But really, it was like I kind of got stoned. And like, and I started making candles and then Zach uses my HBO go. And I was like, well, he was like, I I was like, dude, I'm cashing in. Maybe make me a fake logo. Yeah. And, and then, you know, the name came from like a 4th of July with that, with like our, a bunch of our friends. You, you both were there actually. Yeah. The Mod Pod. Really? Was it the year that I wore that, that cape that Travis had? Yeah. It was the cape night. And. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I probably should not. I, I really feel like, I, you know, kind of came from like a workshop and effort <laughs> with like Rob and Cameron and I. And I was like, fuck it. I'll yeah, just call my company the dang crystal. Because what we just came, I was like, oh, I think that stores like boutiques, you know, like Prism or, you know, any other like Valoria or any of these like really adorable like boutiques in Seattle, I was like, they would be dumb to not get a weed license when you can start selling weed because I feel like people want a safe space. And now it's changing, I think. I think that there are a little bit more places where you can get, you know, it it feels like more comfortable, especially for women to buy weed. But I was like, people want to buy weed and crystals. 
And yeah. that's where that's really where it came from. And I, you know, it's not necessarily going to I, prison and be like, come to the weed corner. Like, <laughs> but like you know what? No, it would totally make sense. on humanity. People just want to like, buy weed and crystals. Basically. It's true, though. A safe space and Pendleton blankets and like, yeah. you know, very like outdoorsy and, and northwesty the, I've got things. Baleen earrings on right now. So, Baleen to- earrings, you know, totally. That's what twin. Totally. That's where people want to be able to buy, like, you know, I mean, even Prism now sells, like, little, like, you know, they're very beautiful, like, one-hitters. They're, you know, that are... Yeah, I think um, April Brimer sells them, right? Yeah, they're awesome. Pursuits of Happiness, Pursuit of Happiness, yeah. No, they're beautiful. But, you know, I think that that's that's how the dang Christmas started. How many different scents do you have now? Ooh, I have four current scents, and then over the weekend... I had a little factory, and I just new started ones? making a new one. Cool. So now I have can you, five. Can you tell us what the new one is? Yeah. So the new one is called In the Pines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is um, it is a mix of fir needle, pomerosa, and sandalwood. So it's kind of very... Cool. It's It smells like you're it out heady? in... Uh, it's... It, it kind I, of I just threw very, that word out there. I'm not sure I really yeah. know what I'm saying. No, that sounds great. It's it's very <laughs> fresh, but it also kind of it. I don't know. It kind of like transports me to, like, big Sur. you know, the Olympic. Yeah, Big oh, Sur, oh, like the Olympic <laughs> National Park or something. You know, I mean, it is a very like yeah. piney smell. What's Pomerosa? What is that? Is that like? Is that like a rose smell, or am I totally off base with that? No, you know what? I, uh, it's kind of like an, like an. I don't think it's. It's not an herb, but it's kind of like mm-hmm. more of like an er, herby. Oh, okay. Scent. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Um, where can, my, where can my people? Favorite uh, is, where what? can people find the dank crystal? Where can they buy some? Um, they can buy some on my website, dankcrystal.com. Um, but I, I sell them actually a bunch of stores in Seattle, including the Sub Pop Airport store yeah. at Ghost Gallery um, in Capitol Hill and Newbie Green in Capitol Hill as well. Um, and Beats and I Bohos can, in Finney. Oh yeah. I cannot and, endorse yeah. enough Firestarter. That is my favorite. Yeah. Thank you. That's, sandalwood that's and a, coconut, right? Yeah, sandalwood that, and coconut. Oh, that's the one love I have that. too. I love yes, it. Yes, I love that yeah. one so much. So good. Yeah. That's what that's but I haven't my, gotten to my crystal yet. That's well that's what I was gonna say. Each candle has a crystal in there, so um I just made my own warning labels. That's what I'm <laughs> in the process of getting made and it's it was pretty funny to tell people on the bottom to like not put any articles of like body into into <laughs> the candle to when it's burning to get the crystal. <laughs> don't stick so your you don't face in the candle while it's burning. Yeah. Yeah, like Don't I, you know, I crystal. totally. I mean, like I, you know, I put a warning label that I pre, they were pre-made ones that I bought off of this website, um, just because I realized that I was selling them. I, you know, I've sold a, a bunch, especially through the Subpop Airport store, and so yeah, I, I really started realizing, like, okay, maybe I should put a warning label so that if people, um, you know, if something happens that I don't get. Well, yeah. I mean, plus two, your target demographic, you know, is the stoner. So, <laughs> yeah. I, although I feel like you know, it's it's no, more it of a crystal. Yeah, it I, wish, I wish. I wish. I. It is funny though. I did do a market the other week, and I realized, like, oh yeah, these people are not people that are buying. Is that the, the one candles. I saw you at? 
yeah, that market. Yeah. I was like, no, these people are too. Like, I need, I need like people who are gonna go and like shop at like Prism and like Cairo yeah. And, yeah. and places that are a little bit more hip. Mm-hmm. They didn't quite get it. You so know? what do you what do you do? I haven't also burned mine all the way down to the crystal. What do you do with the crystal once it gets down there? Like, what happens? You add it so, to your collection, Mary. You add it to your collection. Do you like? Yeah. Sco- do you just <laughs> scoop it out and like? Do you like wash it or something or like? Yeah. Yeah, once you what what I what I just included on my warning label is uh no, I mean you wait till it's like a quarter inch um like from the bottom and then you just pour like hot water um oh. from the kettle and then what I what I usually do is that that should break it should what it should do is it should bring the wax from the bottom up to the top and then you can just use like a spoon, you know, or something or like something that you're you're okay with like not using again yeah um to like tweezers or something and and then just pull it out from the bottom and then what i usually just tell people to do um is let it cool for a bit i mean it it shouldn't be really hot but in case it is you know not to burn yourself but um what what then you just take some soap and put it on the crystal and and then use a paper towel to dry it to dry it off Cool. What kind of and do then, you use? Like, do you pick particular crystals to go with the scents, or do you just kind of? Is it just kind of a random? Like, you're feeling it, and you're like, guess what, candle? You're getting this rose quartz. Yeah, I, I haven't really. I mean, there's, you know, I haven't really, um, like, dove into. I, I mean, I, other than like rose quartz ones for like Valentine's Day, or just like limited scents that I've done. I try to make it so that it's really not that much more expensive. Mm -hmm. And so when I, like, I usually, I've just been using either uh, quartz points or amethyst points. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's a question for you. Do you, and I'm going to get really a little bit hippified right now. (laughs) Do you imbue the crystal with any sort of intention Mm. or wish before you, impart it to the, yeah. the soy bed I, no you know what they are all purified what? so i do i do what do you like burn my sage? what do you do what does How that do you do mean it? i burn well, sage around them or something i well the the true way to like purify a crystal is to put it in like some running water but you can put it if you put it into like a dish with like salt and water i like leave it overnight so that they're like just you can put whatever intentions into it. And uh, I, I mean, I'm not, I have to be honest with you. I don't really, I, I like crystals. I think that they're beautiful. I think that like, there is something powerful of like when people have given me crystals and I, I like the, the keepsake element, but I, I'm not like a crystal fanatic, you know, <laughs> like I'm not like recharging my crystal. And sometimes when there's a full that moon. a little bit like another term for a meth head. Yeah, <laughs> crystal fanatic. Crystal fanatic. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a crystal fanatic, but it's, you know, I, I don't, I don't judge it. You know, I think that like, for sure. No, I know, you know, know. To, but to me, to be honest with you, what I always try to do is like, I'm not, I, I try to make it so that I'm not making candles when I'm like pissed off or tired. Aww. And like, I'm trying to like, that's kind of amazing. That's like an, an intentional, you know, you're, you're intentionally making sure that you're not imparting any sort of bad juju into that shit. To- totally. And like, yeah. I'm always listening to good you know, trying to listen to like 
good music when I'm like making these candles or things that make me happy at least so that like it is there is some dang, positive you should, vibe. you should include like yeah. a little little slip that says like this candle was made while I was in a great mood and I was <laughs> listening to the latest parquet courts and it I was know, an awesome I, day outside <laughs> totally I mean those are things like I honestly have was thinking like man if I had more time or if I could dedicate a little bit more like Music is such a big part of, like, obviously who I am. And, like, I really, when I first started, I kind of would take photos of records that I was listening to. There is only so many time, like, there's only so many poses that you can, like, have a candle. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, so I do try, like, at least on my Instagram, I'm trying to, like, I've kind of come to realize that I got to, like, build, like, a brand a little and so like I'll take photos of like when I'm on vacation or you know away for work and like yeah. you know posted photos of Joshua Tree or stuff like that mm-hmm. where it's like or a lot of times like I'll use bands that I'm friends with for promotion you know use like I'll dub them, them. <laughs> I'll dub them like sponsored bands and then like nice. you know like Proto Martyr is, is like was like when I'm actually King Tough was my first uh, Dane Crystal sponsored band mm. and basically I just gave him a bunch of candles and I was like hey dude if you're in- inspired like post about it and you know he totally helped me get followers and I Aww. think that that you know That's that awesome. to me is really you know and he and he likes I mean his girlfriend like who is a close friend of mine too she was like she I felt weird about it but she like bought like 30 candles for the holidays oh, to give wow. as presidents you know That's like, so cool. like That's, yeah, it's like that's just what, you know, like people have been very supportive and I, I feel sometimes bad because I don't need this to be like this just pays for itself at this point. And so that's exciting. Like I'm not I'm not using my own money, which is awesome. That's but major. like I, yeah. you know, I think that like I sometimes feel like a phony when I go into these stores yeah. that are like, this is my this is my livelihood, you know, and I'm like. Yeah, but I just get stoned and make these candles. But, <laughs> I think that's you know. awesome, though. You know, like it doesn't have to be. It can be whatever level you want it to be. Yeah, there's no rule not- that it has to be like some big serious project. Totally, totally. I, I think sometimes people, you know, enjoy that sort of yeah. a, a differentiator. You know, like yeah, you can have the stuff that it's like yeah, somebody's pouring their entire life into it, and that's great too. But it's nice to have somebody just be super chill and be like. I like making candles when I'm on my off time. Yeah. Here you go. They smell good. Little There's pressure. a crystal. For sure. <laughs> totally. And it's been, you know, it's been really special. Like my, you know, like for, you know, one of my best friends, you know, Carly, her and her fiance are when they, when they get married in a few months, like I'm, I helped them, you know, with made them some candles and like, that's, you know, that's, it's been rad to not just do a dang crystal thing, to be able to have like a skill to be able to like, you know, to, to give as a, as presents or, yeah. you know, as, as memories yeah. and mile markers of people's lives, you know, For it's sure. kind of, it's been, it's been very special and I've been, you know, I very much have enjoyed, you know, being a part of, I don't know, of, of a new community of yeah. of makers, but it is you know it's been kind of rad to build you know build yeah. this thing, and it, yeah. it is scary. It is scary because I don't really know what I'm doing. I mean, now I know what I'm doing way more, but it right. is like you know, I, I I wish there's something to be said about like 
honing in on what on your product before and and making sure it's what you want before you yeah. put it out in the world, you know? Yeah, but sure. sometimes but sometimes you do just gotta you just have to like throw it out there and then you like learn as you go, you know? I mean, I, I don't know, I kind of understand also the other thing I was thinking like is that sort of fear in a way like the fear of success because success then means you have to sustain it. And True. that can be potentially exhausting and terrifying too, you know? Yeah. Um but I think you're doing a really good job and Yay. I really like the candles. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Oh, yeah. And I like my tote bag, my awesome yeah. tote bag. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Crystal tote bags sh- and t-shirts and t-shirts. And t-shirts, yeah. Oh. We're all, all the things. But Dang yeah, I mean, I think at some point, yeah, dankcrystal.com. Yeah. Cool, man. But I'm really, I'm really proud of you both for this podcast. <laughs> I've been enjoying it at the gym. Yes. That's where, that's where I listen to all my podcasts. Yay. That's awesome. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. it's, you know, it's fun to try to just make something with your off time. And I mean, that's what we're doing, right? Yeah. I totally. mean, we all that's spend so doing. much, we all spend so much time consuming media mm. all the time, you know, whether it's movies or music or whatever and so it's like why not make some you know i think the reason i wanted to start a podcast is just because i heard so many other people's podcasts and i was like i could do that (laughs) and then then you texted me yeah and then i was like jenny how about we start a podcast and she wrote back and you're like okay in like (laughs) seconds i didn't have to twist your arm (laughs) it's fine it's good i got a new microphone i'm cool Yay. Totally. It's exciting. <laughs> thank you for yeah. being on our show. I know. Giving us no, thank wisdom you. and good vibes. This is awesome. No, thank you so much for, for having me and, um, you know, for real letting, letting me set the bar. Cool. Yes. Pretty low. Pretty low. <laughs> Whoever uh, you have you know. next is only going to rise. Well, yeah. we are going to link to the dankcrystal.com in yes. our show notes. And we'll also link to will you tell us where you want us to link to on sub pop if it would be like certain bands or just the whole shebang or yeah here's your opportunity whatever to use our tiny be, platform <laughs> our amazing platform of like seven people or whoever's listening to this. no you can link to you can link i don't even i don't even think pop. my mom's listening <laughs> oh she might well my parents yeah. actually told me recently they were like yeah we started one episode and it was just like you talking straight for like two <laughs> minutes and we turned it off i was like oh. rude they love me so much um <laughs> good, good they're like we get enough of that when we yeah, see you thanks, Mom and Dad. Um, okay a few last things um <laughs> our theme music that you hear beginning and ending our podcast is by the wimps who are hey these wimps.com awesome seattle band they were are... they just played sasquatch this weekend oh they did yeah the i saw wimps. their posts it's so cool they're up and coming in a major way yeah and our Album cover art uh, for our show is by AllieCrayton.com. She's an amazing local artist. And then we're also begging and pleading people to please subscribe to Unsolicited with Jenny and Mary on iTunes. And throw us some stars, maybe, or write a review. Or tell us what you think, because we really want to Sprinkle the stars on us. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So that's our show. Thanks, Becca. Thank you. Thanks, Becca. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.